I think my parents instilled in both my sister and I from a young age that it's very important to be a self-advocate. And it did come up a lot that we were needing extra time or needing things modified. The teachers might not always agree or think they have to accommodate you, but you need to stand up for yourself and speak up. I just wish that they would understand more and be more informed about it to know what it's like and how these accommodations impact us and how important they really are. ADHD Rewired, episode 76. This is the show designed to help those of us who have really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and consultant. We know that starting can be the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me thank our sponsors. Hey, everyone. I just want to let you know a couple of things that are coming up. Fall coaching session starts September 14th. If you missed the early, early registration option to pay over six months, you could still pay over five months, but you do have to register by August 17th. Go to coachingrewired.com to schedule your free consultation or call me at 224-993-9450. Also, the ADHD Rewired Book Club is coming. If you love Brene Brown, you won't want to miss this. I've teamed up with two wonderful coaches and past guests, Carolyn Dargenio of Uniquely You Coaching and Deshaun Wirt of ADD Answers. If you're interested, go to ADHDrewired.com and click on the Book Club tab at the top of the page. Meetings will be Thursdays, at 6.30 Central Time to 8 o'clock. Our start date, I don't actually know the start date yet, but as soon as I do, I will let you know. So keep a lookout for that or listen for that because it is coming and it's going to be awesome. So let's get on with it. Take two of welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. I am here in the virtual ADHD Rewired studios with Jacqueline Atkins. Jacqueline, good morning. How are you? Good. Like we've discussed before we went on air, a little flustered, but a, a little I flustered. Yes. Yeah, so. I, I think with the ADHD and anxiety that I'm prone to it, but I'll get through. <laughs> so I know that you were, you were telling me before we uh, hit record that you had all these alarms set to, to be ready for the interview. And um, what, what happened? Yeah. I have an alarm for 7 a.m. to take my pills because I take Vyvanse at a really high dose. So I need to make sure to take it early. Then I had 8.30 to wake up and 11 o'clock to start preparing for this interview to set up all the equipment and whatnot. Um, But apparently it didn't go off. But I find sometimes because I sleep with it beside me on my iPad that I might roll and hit something so that it might go off. But at least I'm glad I put that 11 11 a.m. alarm in because (laughs) otherwise I would have not made it in time. So did you take your Vyvanse? No. Oh. I didn't, I didn't take it yesterday either. What time did I wake up yesterday? No, I took it yesterday. I didn't take it the day before because I couldn't fall asleep till 6.30. So In the morning? Yeah. Oh, it's, man. The, the other day I uh, I posted on uh, Facebook. It was like at 1 a.m. And I just wrote one of these like, please, brain, please let me go to sleep. <laughs> I need to go to sleep. No, I don't need to do one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I continue to do one more thing. Yeah, I was on Twitter. I usually write on Twitter when uh, 
I'm, I find him on Twitter when I, my university was um, by bus. So I used to just tweet everything on the bus and all my tweets would be like, I hate this person. They smell, they, they took my spot. They're sitting beside me. <laughs> They're breathing too loudly. Yeah. Or number one pet peeve, clipping your nails on the bus. Oh no. Ooh, just gross. the sound that, oh, and you just couldn't imagine them flinging it everywhere. Oh, gross, 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 gross. I just had that mental image in my head and now I want it to go uh, away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that sound, I find I'm like, really sensitive to it. It just annoys you. <laughs> it, you know, it definitely goes right through your body almost. It's it's something about that. So, Jacqueline, um, you, you're 23 years old, right? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about you and uh, we'll kind of just go from there. Well, I'm in Toronto, uh, so a little different, I think, than most guests. I don't know if many are Canadian. Are they? I've had a few. I've had, uh, I know, um, uh, uh, Pat, um, oh my gosh, Pat, I'm so sorry because now I'm blanking on your last name. Pat uh, with the, ki- the kitty cat display picture. The P-A-T-T-E. Who's, yeah, yeah. Who's fantastic, <laughs> yes. Um, Eubanks, is that, oh my, I, <laughs> sorry, Pat. I, I know you get it, though. I. Yeah, we're letting the group down. Where's our shout-outs? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so um, my dad has ADHD, and my mom has anxiety and depression. And I think my parents knew pretty much since I had a personality that I had at least ADHD. Probably they noticed anxiety as well. Um, by the time I was five, my dad took me to his um, ADHD doctor, and he confirmed that, yes, I did have ADHD. Um, it wasn't much of an issue until grade three hit and here in Ontario, we have like, um, provincial testing in grade three, grade six and grade nine. So by that time it was really overwhelming and it was just a disaster. So then after that, by grade four came around, uh, before that, my parents put me on medication in grade three. So around eight years old. And then by grade four, that's when I got an IEP and started getting accommodations, um, I just feel like I'm a spokesperson for being always at the doctor and all the medications and stuff. I feel like I'm always there. Like I just been through so many therapists and doctors, but um, now I just finished graduating from the university of Toronto Scarborough campus with a honors bachelor of science in mental health studies and linguistics. Yes. congratulations! Um, thank you. It didn't go as well as planned. Um, I find when I went first into university, I was like at the top of the world. And because I finished grade 12 off so strong and well, and I got an honor roll and uh, Ontario scholar and stuff. And then when I got to university, I'm like, I have this in the bag. I'm going to rule. And then I real, I think I went to Frosh. And then I was like, wow, I don't know anything. And I didn't even set up my accommodations because at my previous school, it was a different structure where you didn't really need accommodations. Mm-hmm. So it was a big shock that, oh, no, yes. I have to get this in place. Like, yes. I find, especially with ADHD, that those things just slip your mind really, and you don't think about it until it comes down to it. And you're like, oh, no, I really need that. So um, my degree didn't go as well as planned um, just because of the setbacks with the ADHD and the anxiety and accommodations and my younger sister passed away during my time and that, um, and that was obviously a significant life event yeah um and another thing was uh it was a big family fight and I became estranged in the uh fourth and fifth year 
So that was a big thing and losing a big support system. Mm. But um, it's always been my uh, plan and my wish to continue even further past university. So this September, I am going to George Brown College, which is in downtown Toronto. And I'm doing a diploma, which I think in the States, they would call an associate's degree. Um, and I love in, in other places how they call going to college, they call it yes. going to university. Yes, because like, Carolyn would get so confused when I said I'm in university, but then call because she didn't understand when I said I'm going to college, but I'm in university. She's like, it doesn't make sense. Right. It's it's like going to hospital. Yes. It's you know, we call it going to the hospital. It's, yeah. You know, um, you know, whenever I hear stories about people who have gone through really such adversity, I mean, you lost a sibling, you you know, struggling through college, you know, I. It's it's amazing the resiliency that that I see, and and I have no doubt that that you know it's like this whole notion of it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger. And mm-hmm. I know if that's as I said that's like probably not the best analogy to use. <laughs> um, please forgive me. Um, but I you know I think that when we look at setbacks and we look at the the obstacles that are in our way, and we're continuing to move forward, it's I think that that. People like you, I think people like myself, have learned to see these setbacks as growth opportunities, to see these setbacks as not something that we would like to go through again and we wouldn't wish it on anyone else, mm-hmm. but as what what can we learn from these things that have happened? Uh, because we can't change these things that have happened. We can't change, you know, you can't bring back your sister. You know, like my, my dad, when I was in, in a uh, freshman in high school, had a, a significant brain injury, had major brain surgery. Um, you know, he, he survived, but he was a different person, uh, um, after that. So I can't change that, but I can make meaning from it. Um, and so all these things that have happened over the course of, of my lifespan, um, have, have, it's it's given me purpose and, and and meaning. Not to say that it has not been difficult, because it has been. There has certainly been uh, uh, challenges that when you're in the moment, you know, it's like this sucks. Like mm-hmm. why 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 me and how am I ever going to get through this? But you know, it's I think we do, and I think part of from my personal experience and and the experience that I've 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 just talking to so many people, with clients and even even past guests on this podcast is that because our minds tend to be sort of connectors, we connect ideas, we connect dots in a sense, that we make meaning and create a very a, a greater sense of purpose for things that seem, you know, senseless in a sense. Yeah, I completely understand that it's been a tough journey. Uh, school's always been really tough. And I think... For someone, I don't know what's in me, but for someone that's in my situation, it's kind of crazy that they would want to keep going to school. Mm-hmm. That it's, And I think if I didn't have the personality and social relationships that I do, that school would be even way harder that, that it already isn't. But um, it's just interesting that school has never been the most fun thing or the easiest thing, but mm-hmm. it's something that I really value and... I really want to still work at, even though it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And um, just turning uh, something negative into positive, that um, leading up to that, it was very difficult just going to finishing high school with ADHD and anxiety and then going to university. And my sister, before she passed away, was chronically ill. So 
my parents focused a lot on um, her at the time because she had a physical illness Mm -hmm. and it was pretty pressing. Um, And then she suddenly passed away. But she had um, ulcerative colitis isn't really a terminal illness. And from that point, um, even the day and like what I find hard is we weren't close friends and we weren't uh, like inseparable sisters. We were typical teenage sisters that fought like on the TV Mm. and hey, they Mm. did that. Um, but from the moment it happened, it's just like something switched off in my brain and I took charge and I was calling everyone to come visit. I was organizing stuff for the funeral. And now that there's been three years, um, during that time, uh, I was, I was, I don't think I was that into volunteering. I volunteered at a hospital weekly in a classroom, but since she's passed, I've really, um, embraced, uh, things that exemplify her and, I am an advocate for organ donation, which um, she did and helped six different people. I help, we helped raise over probably $12,000 for um, Crohn's and Colitis Canada. Um, And then there's the Starlight Foundation of Canada and they helped grant a wish for her um, in Mm. May, 2012. And we went to Disney World and Harry Potter World. And so since then we've been invited to their gala to speak. And I've been, I volunteer at some events for them and it's just great to. Didn't you say, didn't you tell me that you also, um, have have worked at a camp for bereaved children? Oh yeah. I forgot. And I volunteer, um, there's two camps, one's for kids with cancer, but they have a special session that's for, um, siblings that have lost their sibling to cancer. And I know my sister didn't have cancer, but it was very similar in there's no cure and you don't really know where things stand. And it's, um, a very chronic illness. And then the other one I volunteer at is, um, called Camp Aaron and it's for bereaved children. Um, if they've lost a parent, a sibling, or like a close grandparent, if that was their caregiver. And, um, it just really is, gives you that good feeling that, um, you're giving back. And I just remember as a kid, I always looked up to people that were around my age right now. And, I just want to be that for someone else that they can look up to me and see that we have a relatable experience and I'm still living and successful and go moving on. And it does suck. It's there's no doubt about that, but you can always make something good out of a not so great situation. And I think you absolutely are. And I think you're probably touching lives in ways that, that you may not even realize. Um, So it's, you know, you're, I think you're you're doing what you need to do, and uh, it is a is a healing process, and you're making you're making meaning, you know, out of out of what has happened. Um, you know, it's when uh, after my freshman year of college, and I almost failed out of school. Um, I had a, a friend who was a, a social work uh, major encouraged me to take a social work class. Um, you know, fast forward uh, a number of years in, in grad school. This is uh, this is my my friend uh, Gabe. He he OD'd and he died. And so every day that I do the work that I do, it's on a day that that goes with the, where I don't think about him and and really uh, dedicate what I do to to continuing what what he you know was was going to do. Um, I, mean, I even named my 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 son the namesake is after him. My son's name is Gibson, and uh, you know. His, so my friend's name was Gabe. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, we can spend a lot of time planning our life, but then life happens. And so we have yeah. to, we, so it's like, yeah, I'm not saying we shouldn't plan. Cause I mean, that's a big part of what we 
try to, to learn how to do with uh, managing your ADHD. But I don't know. It's it's um, a lot of unexpected things will undoubtedly happen. And so in a sense, we have to kind of plan for them and, and we can decide how to take them. We can curl up in a, in a ball in a corner and, and give up, which in many situations is understandable. Yeah. Or we can take that time and grieve and, and experience the sadness and the loss, but then try to create that meaning and move forward with that loss. And I think when we do that, we, we gain and we can touch so many other people um, uh, with what we choose to do with it. And you know, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. Um, you know, it's, it's everyone processes information like that differently. Um, but no doubt it's, it's hard. And I want, you know, that I think you're a resilient person and I think that you're at a, a, you know, you're doing great things. And I, and I think in 10 years from now, you're going to look back and say, wow, I, I did that. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, that's how I feel. You know, I truly, it's yeah. like, you know, here I'm, I'm 34 years old. Um, notice how little confidence I actually had in <laughs> my age. I was like, wait, how old am I? Um, and I do think that, you know, it's someone, uh, a, um, old college friend uh, posted something the other day, uh, yesterday on Facebook. It was a, a picture of, uh, me and a couple other people. I was playing in a, uh, in a band, uh, I think it was my freshman year. And he posted this picture of us uh, playing at this, this gig at a, a local coffee shop. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I, first I had so much hair back then. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, and, and then someone commented about how, how long ago it seems because there was a, um, in the picture, you can see someone like smoking and like, you can't smoke around yeah. Illinois. And it's like, it's just like, wow, it's, has it really been that long? You know? So it's, it, it's amazing how, how time does, uh, seem to, to bend in a sense. And, uh, you know, our, my parents have always said, you know, always the you know, older generations say, you know, it's like time speeds up the fa- the older you get. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it is. It's it's. So yeah, it's um. Life is interesting, and it will always throw us curveballs. And it's you know, and as long as we keep swinging, you know, I, I think we'll get to where we're wanting to go. So, but we do have obstacles in our life, and you know, the main obstacle that we have in our life, uh, for for listeners for the show are related to to ADHD. And one of the ways around our obstacles is when we're in college or or even beyond is through accommodations. And I know that when uh, you first reached out to me, it was uh, in response to um, Ryan McRae's interview when we were talking about college. Mm-hmm. And um, and I could so relate because you like you messaged me on Facebook and you're like, oh, he should have mentioned this and he didn't mention this and he should have. <laughs> and you know, it's it's so funny because I I find myself doing the same thing when I'm listening to like an audiobook or another podcast interview and, and want like so badly like for someone to make another point about something and yeah. um i think that's that's kind of how our brains tend to work we we see we see like the missing pieces we see the 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 other things that could have been added or the other solutions that may not have been addressed um so advocacy and accommodations were has been a big part of getting where you are today for you right yeah absolutely um I think my parents instilled in both my sister and I from a young age that it's very important to be a self-advocate and the teachers might not always agree or think they have to accommodate you, but 
you need to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and they're wrong. speak up. Yes. <laughs> and you need to say something that if you don't say anything, then nothing's going to happen. That you need to say, hey, I'm here and I need this and I need you to do this for me. Um, and both me with ADHD and anxiety and my sister with her physical illness, that it did come up a lot that we were needing extra time or needing things modified. And um, I just think that since we were taught from a young age, it's just become second nature to me now that it's a very important thing and that it just come nat- it comes naturally that I know that I need to say these things to teachers in the future that just heads up, I'm, I might need accommodations and stuff, or this is what I'm going to say. And for the most part, teachers have been accommodating. There's very few that will say, no, I can't do that, or, oh, you have to do this, da, da, da. Um, for the most part, they have been. It's also um, sometimes hard because they don't understand it. They Some teachers don't even get involved. They just say, yep, yeah, sure, whatever. Some people, like, question it a bit and stuff. But I just wish that they would understand more and uh, be more informed about it to know really what it's like and how these accommodations <clears throat> impact us and how important they really are. You know, when, when I was in college, um, I mean, I, I had, I did have, uh, documented accommodations, but the ones that I actually used were informal accommodations. Um, and I, and I just think that's so, so important. And I think often the informal accommodations can often be more effective than the, the formal ones. And, you know, so it's things like one, develop that relationship with your professors. I mean, I think that is so, so important. Um, asking them, hey, do you think it would be possible if? So start it off that way. You know, so mm-hmm. even if you know that this is your right to get a certain thing, start it yeah. off with, do you think it would be possible if? Um, you know, if I can take the test with extended time in the classroom instead of at the testing center. That was a big one for me because I wanted to be in the classroom taking a test. Like I was allowed extended time. Um, and so... And, and I was able to get that for all of my, my classes too. Um, and what, what would typically happen is I would make sure that I could uh, go with the professor after the class um, or I would only get a part of the tests and then I would schedule a time to take it later. Um, but, it, you know, it never hurts to ask. Because for me, like, I wanted to be able to uh, um, ask the professor a question if I had a question. And sometimes they'll, they'll mention something during the test that is relevant you know so you kind of have to be there um you know it's it's things like this things like you know i've gotten so many extensions on papers and um probably the best accommodation that i found in in college for myself was renegotiating assignments like the (laughs) the the, not just a due date but the actual like the nature of the assignment to bend it towards something that i was more interested in because when I'm interested, it's like, oh, my brain lights up and I, I can. Yeah, know. makes um, the world of a difference. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so I think starting there, you know, showing your professor that you're you're uh, taking the time um, to to get extra help uh, when you need it. Um, you know, going to those the office hours for your professor. Um, you know, the, the one accommodation I wish I had in, in college that I didn't get is having a note taker. Oh, that's like the the most basic one at the university I went to. Okay, so you got you got a note taker. Yeah, and um, I 
am horrible at taking notes. I, I just don't know what is the important thing to write down. Or I just get so caught up in it. And so I'm trying to write like every little thing down. And then I miss one thing. And I'm just so hung up on missing that one thing. And it just bothers me. And I'm like, oh, now my notes are incomplete. And so it just really helps to have someone else's notes that so usually I don't take notes. I just focus on listening to the lecture. Mm-hmm. And then at a later date, if I needed to study or just go over, then I have that student's notes to look over. Have you ever tried doodling your notes, like drawing them? Um, not really. I've tried a bunch of like techniques where you have a chart and you're supposed to write like in certain spots. And I've been like informed about all of them, but I just never found anything worked. I found when I write by hand, I'm way too slow. But then when I write by do the computer, then I get distracted way too easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking of distraction, I just saw like an alert on my phone pop up, and I'm like, which I usually don't have. And the only reason I have it popped up um, the phone in front of me is because um, I, I did want to look up. Uh, it's it's um, Pat Rosebank. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes in episode 36, uh, the episode of Surviving School with Comedy. So sort of related to, to what we're talking about, ways of surviving school. Um, so Pat. Sorry, but now, now you got now you got like an extra mention, and it's like yeah. the benefit of someone screwing up your name. Now they get to talk about how we screwed up her name, and people are talking about you. <laughs> she li- she actually lives in Toronto, somewhere near me. I haven't ever met her, but we've talked over the groups and stuff. And I think she works um something in theater, and she showed us all of her amazing costumes. Oh my gosh, she she <laughs> is a Pat is a character. She is she is a larger than life character. Yes, uh, and and kind and, and sweet so um okay now uh so my distraction just created a conversation <laughs> which then distracted the conversation so you know what here's what we're gonna do this is gonna be a really good time for us to take a quick break and then we will be right back no audible jingle this week because i want to actually share uh what i've recently listened to and what i am looking forward to listening to and what i'm listening to right now um so right now i'm listening to procrastinate on purpose by rory vaden i'm about halfway through it right now i have three hours and 21 minutes left uh, of it and i really like it one of the the key takeaways right now that i'm getting from it is he takes the that kind of priority matrix of importance and urgency and adds a, a, a level to it from on the importance scale and it has significance and it's looking at time uh, the, the time scale in which something is important um, so I'm, I'm actually getting some some really nice uh, insights in this book um, and I would encourage you to check it out as well let's procrastinate on purpose uh, l- my last book that I read before this one was one of the best books that I think I've listened to be- since becoming a member of Audible and that's Amanda Palmer's The Art of Asking besides from it being a great story and besides from Brene Brown actually writing the introduction to the book she's also an, an, a, a musician and interweaved throughout the entire book is her music, which just adds such a, an incredible dynamic element uh, to this book. That's The Art of Asking. And right now I am looking in my cart. I have already ordered. I've, uh, the pre-ordered uh, is called Rising Strong. Uh, the Reckoning 
The Rumble, The Revolution. This is Brene Brown's new book. It is going to be available. It's going to be released August 25th, 2015. That's just a few weeks from now. Um, so you can pre-order it now if you have not done so already. If you are not a member of Audible, uh, get a free download. Go to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Learn, grow, and connect. Improve your time management, planning skills, and overall productivity. Chart your course and get support along the way. ADHD Rewired coaching and accountability groups have been providing people just like you a safe and supportive space to achieve your goals, both big and small. From setting and reviewing weekly goals to our adult study hall, when you get to get those important tasks done, you know, those tasks that are boring and important, we mute our mics with video feeds on and we get to work. Join us for the next ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group today. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait for prices to go up. Don't wait until this group fills up. Go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. And schedule your free 20-minute screening call with me today. That's coachingrewired.com. Fall 2015. Session begins September 14th. And it's already filling up. Once again, that's coachingrewired.com. And prepare to get your ADHD rewired all right we are back um before the the break we were got a little distracted but we were talking about <laughs> accommodations and note taking um one of the things too that i wish that i had in college was the um the live scribe smart pen um are, are you familiar with this my dad has it oh does it he moved it from his desk over here, but it is, he swears by it. It's the one where you write in that special notebook, right? And it right. like records it and you can up PDF it and stuff. Well, not even, not only that, not only does it record um, like the a PDF of what you wrote. So it has an audio recorder on it. Yeah. And what you can do is um, it's, everything is timestamped. So if you take the pen and then you tap on uh, what you wrote, it will play back the audio that was being uh, said or that uh, was being recorded at the time you wrote that. Mm-hmm. So you can be in, in a college course or even in a, a business meeting and someone can, and I mean, it can really change how you take notes because you can write a word down and, you know, and then maybe even with a big question mark. So, <laughs> you know, all it has to do then is, is accuse you. Okay. Here's, I can go back and listen to this again. Um, I, I think it's a great, great tool. I, I have one. It, it stopped working um and then i got a uh, an ipad and then but i've gone back to writing by by hand um because i just think getting codes better for me um and i've been thinking for a while about about getting a, a newer one i don't know why i haven't pulled the trigger yet um <laughs> maybe it's that that indecision the indecision thing that you know it's i think about it and think about it and think about it and <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah that's common yeah and i have a link to it on my uh on the adhd rewired uh, page because it's a uh, it's a great great product that I um I really do need I I know I've, I've mentioned that I'm wanting to get a new one for for probably the last year and I know if it's been on past episodes about I still haven't got it so uh, <laughs> maybe by maybe it. by episode like 150 I'll I'll uh, 
<laughs> yeah, my dad was trying to push it on me and was like, this is going to change your life. And I don't know, I just didn't find it was for me because I don't really take notes by hand that often. Mm-hmm. Because like I mentioned, I just feel like I fall behind and my hand gets really tired easily. <laughs> well, it is. it's a different way though of taking notes. You can take much less detailed notes. You can really take big picture notes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think it's a really neat, uh, uh, technology. Um, what other kinds of technology do you use, uh, it, just in life and with, whether it's a school or just in, in general for other life management related things? Um, well, for school, I don't know if many other schools do this, but for the tests, I was allowed to use a computer to type, which was much easier because when I start writing, I just like at one point, I don't even know what I'm writing. It's just a big squiggle. Like I don't even know what it is. And I'm just really bad at spelling. Sometimes like i spell things on my iPad and it's so messed up. It can't even tell me what I'm spelling. And I'm just like, Oh, I hate when you're at that point that it doesn't know what you're trying to say. You bet. And that's where I use voice <laughs> dictation. I'll just like, yeah. you know, open up the, the Siri, you know, and I'll just speak what I want to say. And then I'll see what it, you know, it's it written out. And yeah, yeah I've, I've often had that issue where spell check has no idea what I'm even trying to, to, to say. Yeah, so I, I would get to be able to type and I had spell and grammar check, which was really helpful. And I only got that accommodation um, halfway through second year after I got retested by a psychologist. And that was very helpful. Um, it was pretty similar results from when I got tested when I was 12 years old. But he added that I had some issues with executive functioning, which is ADHD and um, short term memory. That was the biggest thing because I would just look at a textbook and then look up and it would disappear from my head. I could only write like three words at a time. I Mm -hmm. could not get much done. And it was very frustrating. And so that that work, that working memory. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yes. And and that's also a, a core kind of component of, of ADHD is that our that working memory that ability to hold a little bit of information in your mind while something else happens um, it's pretty lousy um, and pretty uh, I, I can pretty much depend that it's not dependable um, it's amazing <laughs> how quickly just a thought will will escape my mind even when I'm tired it's even worse I will be mid-sentence Jacqueline and I will forget what I was just saying <laughs> And I know I'm not the only one that happens to you. Yes. Or I'm saying something, but I think of the next thing to say, and then I forget what the next thing was to say. And I'm like, oh, no. Or if my boyfriend starts talking about something else, but I have it in my head, and then I lose it. And I'm like, no, you made me lose my thought. (laughs) It's just very hard. Yes. And and, one of the the strategies that I I, uh, try to recommend for that and try to practice myself is, you know, if that person is still talking then it may not be relevant by the time that person is done talking. Yes. And if it is relevant, the idea will probably pop up in your mind again. So if they stop trying to hold on to the idea and really just try to pay attention to what that person is saying. And I find that uh, an issue in conversation at times that there's a topic and your friends are all talking and then you're like, Oh, I have this one idea. And then the conversation moves and you're like, you're just so like, I really wanted to share that. Yes, tidbit, yes. But like it's the conversation's already moved on. Right, it's, like, right. it's like, okay, I just need to, I have to keep going. Um, but I think the things that I use the most is my iPad. I don't own a cell phone. Um, I have an iPad with data. Um, it was just way too expensive to buy. I already have a MacBook pro and then I have an iPad to buy an iPhone. It was just, like 
if I bought it out, it'd be like 700, $700, $800 plus $80 a month. And my parents were like, we're not prepared to pay that for you because I'm still at home and I don't have a job right now. I'm just volunteering. So they were like, we're not going to pay that for you. So it's only about $40 a month for the data. So it's much cheaper. Um, but I got an iPad first, um, the fall of first year. And um, I got it to use for school. I really thought I was mostly going to use it for textbooks and um, using the PDFs that mm-hmm. I got through my combinations or having it read to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really use the reading aspect at the beginning because um, the program that they use in our disability office was like a thousand dollars. And I'm like, I can't afford that. So, and mm. um, the iPad just came out then. So the um, technology of it reading a document wasn't that sophisticated yet. So, and it would read like at the top of the textbook, it has the subheading and the page number and stuff. And it would read all of that. And you're just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, but I think the number one thing I use for school and out of school is the calendar that um, I really like that I can use it on my iPad. I can use it on the, um, my desktop, on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I can use it on any computer on the internet. What, what program do you use? Um, I use iCloud. And so then I use, um, I think it used to be called iCalendar. I don't know if they've changed it, just I-Cal, the calendar. Just the the, the yeah. native, okay. Um, but I just find it's really helpful to... Um, put everything in and once you if i put it in my ipad it saves to all the locations right. i put it on my computer it saves i love all the cloud locations. it's it's the cloud's great i mean it's it's almost one of those things where it's like we forget how like of an amazing of a concept this yes. is because it's it's now so integrated into to everything that we, we do you know it's like i, I still remember the, the the days of saving a file and then you know not being sure which which version you're working on because you <laughs> saved it somewhere else and you're working on it somewhere else and it's like oh did i am i on the right version and it's like well the, now with the cloud you don't have to worry about yeah. that is, is there anything like quirky that you do with your calendar that you know makes it kind of uniquely kind of work for you um i color code let me see if i can see it let's go to edit here i color code it so i have um appointments are green classes purple personals red um I had, I worked at a hospital called Blurview, like volunteered there. So that I had that one that I have black for assignments, blue for exams, midterms and quizzes, and then green for volunteer and then yellow for family. So I just recently added family and that's a new feature. Um, I think in iOS eight that you can, um, invite people. So I have my mom and my dad and you can see where they are at all times. So you can see where their phone or iPad or laptop is. You can share a calendar. So it will show up on all your calendars. Um, you can share each other's music and mm-hmm. apps and movies. So yes. it's been really helpful. The only thing I can't handle is my parents will add everything in one by one. So I'll get 20 notifications of this. Gary added this Lynn added this. And I'm like, Oh, and they do repeat, but they they do repeat forever. So it just keeps going and going and going. Because it's like uh, my dad has his psychiatrist appointments or my mom has her workout classes. So I go in and I delete it. And st- I stopped it till September because by then I'm going back to school and I already put my new schedule in. And I was like, it's just overcrowding mine. And they're like, well, you know, you can just shut it off. And I'm like, but yeah, then you I don't know where you are. Right, right. Yeah, but then I'm like, I don't know where you are then. So I need to... So kind of keep it on there. You know, one, the one of the thing. things that I uh, will do sometimes in my calendars, I'll add the, um, you know how there's like the, the, the 
picture calendar or the keyboard that I'll, with like the different emoticon. Yeah. I often will add that to, uh, to like appointments so I can quickly glance and see just by picture. I'm a very visual person. Um, so like if I, if I have an appointment where I have to drive somewhere, um, I'll add the drive time in my calendar and I'll add like some pictures of cars like right above it so, yeah. I, so I can quickly see that, okay, I, I, that's my calculated drive time. I think just recently uh, the calendar iCal it added um, drive time. But before then, um, it didn't really – I the drop-down menu for mm-hmm. the iPhone, the iPad, it used to say like you should leave at this time for mm-hmm. traffic. But then I'm not always driving. Often I'm taking public transit. Uh-huh. So um, an app that uh, Carolyn introduced me to was called Carolyn Gargenio. Yeah. Carolyn, the man. She's the man. The, the woe man. <laughs> She knows everything. Of, of uniquely you coaching. She's awesome. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so it's called Leave Now and it automatically imports your calendar and you can select if you're going to be taking public transit, driving, walking, and it'll remind you 10 minutes before you need to leave and when you need to leave. That's awesome. So I just love that because I was like, oh, it's just so much easier. But by the time I started using it, um, the second semester of last year, I was much better at leaving on time i would leave usually um an hour and a half before my class started it takes about an hour and a bit to get to my school so i'm just someone that needs to be early and um have that time to settle in and get my snack open my computer down download my lecture and like just get grounded good that's that's great it's great that you do that it's much easier to give yourself extra time than be rushing it all at the last minute. Even in first year, I took a class that started at 8 a.m. And like I said, it's an hour away. So I would leave here at 6.45 in the morning. I don't know how I did it because now I can never get up at that time. (laughs) But I would get up, get on the bus at 6.45 and I'd be there by like 7.45-ish. I would get my Tim Hortons and sit in the lecture hall. What's, and... what's Tim Hortons? Is that like a coffee place? Or... Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the coffee place here. Uh, we, we, we don't have that here in uh, these United States. Uh, they have it in like um, Buffalo and stuff. Okay. But not, it's more close to the border kind of places. So what other, what other apps do you use? Um, there's the Blackboard app, which I find most college and universities use um you just usually log into it on the internet but Mm -hmm. it has an app for your iphone or ipad so Um, you also leave out the the when you talk about internet so (laughs) university hospital internet you don't use the the in in canada i guess not interesting (laughs) i didn't know that one i don't and then uh, Zed. <laughs> Zed yes. And the only, re- I learned about Zed, um, when my, when my son was born watching these YouTube videos on alphabet. And, um, that's when I learned about Zed and I was like, how did I never know about Zed? It's such yeah, an interesting... it, drives, it drives me crazy when teachers teach Z to kindergartners. I'm like, that's American. Or when I always <laughs> add a U to like favorite and color and honor and stuff. I'm like, it probably drives them insane that they use there. <laughs> uh, but this app is, uh, it has all your courses. And so you can access your lectures. You can access the forums and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to have it all in one place. And it um, sends you like push notifications. So if a, a teacher just uploaded something or just posted an announcement, you'll see it right away on your uh, device. 
Um, I think the number, like other apps I find are like essential, like a, a recording app, a PDF reader, a, like a word kind of reader. Um, and then like, uh, like natural reader or voice dream, like something that reads it to you. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's like mind map kind of things. So the one that would you be able to pull one of those up and, and put it like by the microphone so we can just hear sort of what it sounds like? Let's see. If I can open one, it sounds a bit weird. <laughs> uh, here, let's go ahead and start. Okay, add a new document. I hope I have a document on here. Okay, I have Dropbox, so maybe. Um, Preferably something you know, kind of uh, racy and inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, no. I just clicked okay. a speech that I wrote, so maybe I'll read. All right, let's hear it. Oh. Allison to share her story with you. Allison looks like a pretty normal 16-year-old. She goes to high school. Looks like Stephen Hawking's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to quit it. That's uh the new thing with the iPad too, that when you always quit an app, sometimes it'll still play the audio and you're like, oh no, what am I doing? <laughs> um I think my favorite app that I've used since like I started university is called my grades. And I think now it's called my grades too. Okay. It used to be, it used to be free, but I think it's like 99 cents, one ninety nine. It's okay. not that expensive. Um, and what it is, um, is basically to keep track of your course breakdown in the syllabus and help you keep track of your mark, um, throughout the semester and help you, um, stay on track and like judge your goal and whatnot. So it'll so tell you like what you need to get in order to get yeah. a certain grade in the class. So I have my, basically my whole five years history still saved in here. So I know every mark I've ever received, but um, so you have a term and then you go to your classes and you set, you put a class in and you uh, input the syllabus. So you put like uh, participation, 10% midterm, 50% final exam, 40%. And then, um, you set a goal. So say you want a 75. And so then it'll, uh, it's a target grade. And then it will say like what you need to get on every single thing to get the 75. And as you go along the semester and you get uh, 75 or a 70 on assignment, you input that in and then it will readjust and say, okay, you need to get this on the rest of the assignments. I found, especially when you're cutting it close like me, <laughs> that uh, it was helpful, especially for final exams, that when you're like, what do I need to pass this exam? And it just helped. I know that like you can do it by hand and do the whole math and stuff, but it just made it so much easier. That's, yeah, it's, it's so important too. I, I have students that I work with who, when I ask them if they know what they need to get on like a certain class, because part of it is also budgeting time. It's like because if you yeah. are like right in the middle of a certain grade, and there's you know you can, if you don't get like a hundred percent in your final, then like that grade is not budging. But you can mm-hmm. like get like a, a high F, and that grade will still be the same. I'm like, don't spend time focusing on that. Do yeah. something else. You know, it's. So that's, that's a really important uh, tool. Um, so definitely we'll have the links uh, to, to that. Yeah, that uh, on one I notes. think is the, the, the most useful I use. And it's just, I think it's good to have a visual aid and just be aware of where your marks stand throughout the semester instead of getting to the end of the, like, the last two weeks and being like, oh no, I'm not going to pass. 
I just think that's what I do when I first get the syllabus is input it in there. Good. That, that, um, that is what, what we should all do. You know, yes. For, and yes. the same thing is when I first get my schedule, I put it right in the calendar and you right the first day of class, you put all the due dates in your calendar the first day because you're going to forget yes. or lose that syllabus or yes. something yes. and it's going to creep up on you and you're going to be like, oh no, I didn't know I had a test this week. So I just find those are things that I really stick to to make sure I'm on top of things. That's those are smart things to do. You know, uh, I, I think that, that for college students, they should get their syllabus, then break down everything from that syllabus in, in their calendar and never look at that syllabus again. Like everything yes. that they need should be, exp- uh, should be um, broken down from that. Otherwise it's like you have five, six, four, however many classes you're taking yeah. places to look. It's like put everything in one place you know including your your professor's office hours and phone number and email address and the room number that you're supposed to meet in and all all of those all of those things um no that's that's great um what's your most distracting app hmm i'm really a facebook person still i've been a facebook person since like i joined when i was in 2007 when i was in grade nine Mm -hmm. and i think like the summer of grade nine. So, uh, yeah, still 2007. I spent, my parents went on their 25th wedding anniversary cruise and it was just me and my sister at home. And my dad had brought home, um, white MacBooks from his work. So we each had an old MacBook for the summer. We just sat on the computer the whole time on Facebook doing nothing. Cause back then, especially they had games and like little apps to draw things and stuff. And we just waste so much time. So I was known in high school as they would say like, oh, did you see this on Facebook? And they're like, what am I saying? Of course you saw it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Facebook is the number one thing. Um, I also like BuzzFeed, looking at the articles. Pinterest, I, I thought I would hate it and it was too much work, but now I'm obsessed with it. Um, what, what about like, what do you like about it? Just all the ideas and like how they all have it in one place. And I just like the Pinterest look and style. It's just so it's just so like, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, I wish I was that creative sometimes. And I've made some things off Pinterest. Um, the cozy coop, the little kid's toy. I've made a Batmobile <laughs> and spray painted it all. <laughs> Wait, I think I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I made that for my nephews. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's good for ideas and it's fun to like make stuff. It's also, I feel like it um, fulfills my baby needs uh like i just love kids and all that stuff but that i don't need a kid i can just look at all this stuff or the same thing i was doing the other weekend i was on the children's place website and i was picking out all these outfits and then the next day i went and my cart emptied and i was like oh well now i don't have to spend anything (laughs) i just i visually and thought i was buying it but now it's all gone so it's a win-win situation i thought i was buying it i really didn't buy it i got that need i wanted from it and now i still have money (laughs) that's awesome so here's what we are going to do we are going to move into the last part of the show which is the random question round (laughs) which is the part of the show that has nothing to do with adhd which then paradoxically has everything to do with adhd and um, so what we are going to do is I'm going to first ask you the, the standard question because I love knowing people's inventions and ideas. And then we have a surprise for you. So uh, give us the <laughs> invention. Uh, actually, last night I was 
looking up insulin. Um, Carolyn's son has type one diabetes, and right. so does my boyfriend. Okay. So I was just researching it, and then I um, was looking up uh, Sir Frederick Banting, who created insulin here in Toronto mm-hmm. at the University of Toronto. Uh, and then there was um, the show The Greatest Canadian, and then there was The Greatest Canadian Invention. So I was looking at them. I think insulin was the best invention. But um, there was, or there's another show I used to love. It was called uh, America's Next Inventor. And they used to have this thing. And so the one that won was a car seat that was in a sphere. And when you impacted it, it would spin around and it was supposed to imitate the womb. And it was like, it was called inertia or something like that. It was so cool. So, so what's, I, your, what's your invention? <laughs> My invention, I don't really have one, but oh. when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was, this is like before internet was huge. I was probably nine or 10. And I was like, I'm going to make swimming goggles that have prescriptions. And I was so excited. And then I realized it was already made. And my parents even own it because we, um, later on, we became scuba divers and my parents both wear glasses. So they have prescription scuba diving oh, goggles. interesting. <laughs> But I thought it was so cool. I was going to make millions. That's and a, I was, it was a great idea. I was so excited. And then I was like, darn it, it's already taken. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And speaking of the of insulin and, and Carolyn's son, the uh, the, the GoFundMe, uh, we are still trying to raise money, actually, to get uh, uh, her son the, uh, the device that can alert her uh, via her phone if his levels are off. Um, so we're still trying to raise some money uh, for that, and I'll and I'll post the link uh, to that um, on the show notes. Um, okay, so I told you that we have a little surprise for you. Yes. Um, so you had <laughs> you had said to me um, that you are a um, a pretty bad speller, and Jacqueline, I am also a very very bad speller. And um, so what's going to happen in just a moment is we're going to be we're going to have a, a special guest. Who is going to give us? We're going to be in a spelling bee, me and you. No. <laughs> Who's so, the worst speller? <laughs> so, so Carolyn Dargenio is going to be joining us in just a moment. I just sent her the link, um, and this was not pre-planned. I just, I, I she is prepared though because last night I was so sick. She was like, "What time is your interview? Just in case you can't do it, I need to be able to step in and help you out." <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know, Carolyn is my coach. So yes, yes. Uh, she, she found me um, after Giving Tuesday and was like, I want to find someone out there to give back to and work with um, for the rest of the school year. And she chose me and we worked from January to April on schooling stuff. And now I've become a payable client of hers and she does uh just regular ADHD coaching we've switched to. And it's been very helpful. My parents have seen such a difference and they really like, my dad was really hung up on me seeing a professional and the psychiatrist that his psychiatrist and the one that prescribes my medication recommended. And, but I just really didn't get along with her. We didn't click, but the difference he's seen with me and Carolyn, uh, he just is, loves it. He's an advocate. He's like, he's like, if the next psychiatrist says you don't need a coach and you don't need Carolyn, I don't care. We're getting rid of them. Carolyn has given you results. We're sticking with her. That's that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, I've, I've been fortunate to to become friends with Carolyn and to to work with her on uh, working with her on the book and and uh, working with her on starting a a, a ADHD rewired uh, uh, book club, uh, which is going to be coming out soon. Um, and 
the thing I love about Carolyn is she asks really good questions. Um, she's it's like she's always in that question mode to try to get to that deeper like yes you know and it's like she, there's definitely times where she uh, has effectively um, kind of shown the mirror in my face that I wasn't expecting and helped help me see things that were that I wasn't realizing and uh, so she's a very effective coach and and I, I'm not even her client so. <laughs> Oh, she should be joining us here just any second now. Um, oh, I hope she doesn't pick words that are like I before E except after C. Oh, she probably will. <laughs> except neighbor and way, is that? I don't know, some saying. But neighbor I spell with an O-U-R. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we should probably get clarification on, on spelling. Is it uh, the, the British or Canadian spelling? or I think that we should be allowed as much flexibility as possible. Oh, she's coming in, I think. Here she is. I don't think she's going to be on video, though. Oh, there, gonna, there she <laughs> is. It's just her chest. <laughs> I know. Because I'm like, look at, you're recording this, and like, I'm like, no makeup, no shower for like, like, I don't even know what's in my head. Like, look at my, look at my outfit. I have stripes, I have red shorts that aren't mine, and I have orange socks. As you can see, Carolyn is really prepared. You have an outfit for radio. Well, okay, but I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. We're getting ready to go camping later, so it's like trying to go through everything. I'm at least gonna put this over my misery. Putting the bandana on. Um. Yes. All right, Carolyn. So. So we are at the end here in the in the random question round, and we just have one clarification question for our our spelling bee of the uh, two worst spellers um are we allowing flexibility for both the the english and british canadian spelling are we allowing the o-u-r's if the word has an o-u-r yes i, I was thinking then as much flexibility can we, can we maybe have a, a creative spelling round i'm pretty good at that for someone who studied phonetics and that was my favorite topic i'm horrible i, I especially Pokemon names. I see them and I'll make up an extra letter and syllable and my boyfriend would be like, where did that come from? Where, what word are you looking at? <laughs> well, not for nothing. Pokemon names are hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please do not ask me to spell Pikachu. All right. <laughs> Carolyn. No, wait, what am I doing? You are am giving I us words. Giving we're, we're, you words? You are giving us words. Uh, please start easy. Please start okay. easy. Okay, I was going to say, because if you guys were going to compete against me... Oh, that's a silly. Come on. Yeah, I I was just going to say, let's not even bother. Okay. So, well, I mean, what is it? Like, the best out of five, best out of ten? I doubt we'll get that far. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we might get five words. Do we need to flip a coin for, like, who's going to go first? So do I give a person a word and then they have a chance to get it right? And if they don't get it right, then the other person tries it. Is that how a spelling bee typically works? I, yeah, I, I, I think so. the first one out in a spelling bee, so I, after that I just stop paying attention. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, so, um, you know. I I'll, have I'll, my timer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, I just happened to have it here. Jacqueline, I'll, I'll let you decide if you want to go first or second. 
Oh, jeez. I'll go second. <laughs> All right, Carolyn. I'll have to hear you first to Bring see what it. you're going to say. <laughs> okay. Um, and when you get it right. Oh, jeez. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hold it a little bit more away from the microphone, then. <laughs> yeah, okay. And if you get it wrong, <laughs> off with your head. <laughs> you get the Minecraft sword. Oh my gosh, that's, that's really funny. You can I tell know. she has kids. Uh, that, makes, that makes great radio, showing the Minecraft sword. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, you, you do know that I give my students spelling tests. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. So, I'll start easy. Who gets this first one? I do. Eric. Okay, Eric. Scissors. Oh, <laughs> you said you were going to start easy. Well, I mean, it's an item that you use often. I know what a scissors is. <laughs> um, scissors. Am I allowed to, like, write it down to see if... Okay. Where's a pen? Um, this does not look right. I want to say I first wrote down, started with a C. I'm like, no, it's not with a C. Um, all right. I don't think this looks right, though. Oh, right. mine doesn't look right either. S-I-C-S-O-R-S? Are you, is this your answer? I mean, are you? S-I-C-S-O-R-S. That's my answer. Wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have much different, but I don't know how, what's wrong. This is why I need the autocorrect to help me. <laughs> I have S C I S S O R. Is it a scissor or a scissors? Oh, S is it? Oh, there's another S at the end. <laughs> I didn't know if it was plural. I'll, or not. I'll give you the credit for it's plural. Is it right? It's it's scissors. What is? How would you spell scissors? We don't know. We just did. No, no, no. Carolyn, don't shame us here. Come on. No, Jacqueline. I don't. She didn't finish it. She asked. Oh, at the it's S it. at the end. C I S. No, I, I say the letters wrong too. S I C S S O R S. Sickers. <laughs> no, that's wrong too. But I think that you were closer. He only had one S. I had two. And the correct spelling is? Yeah. S-C-I-S-S. Oh. That's what I did. That's what I spelled. I didn't see the S-C. See, now, the first time I thought you did it, but you forgot the S at the end. And then Eric, you know, asked, is it scissors? Scissors. That's why I asked for the clarification. But then the second time. backwards, though. You said S. I see. All right, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it to I'll, you. I'll, I'll, I'll give. That, I'll, yeah, I'll give her. I think she I'll give it to her. That. I'll give it to her. Okay, yep. so for you what, listeners, one Jacqueline just showed me a piece of paper where she wrote it out, and the very first one she wrote, she had correctly spelled. All right, it, that works. All right, let's, let's do uh, um, that, that's out of three. Okay. And please, um, an easier word. Cat. Okay, so an easier word than scissors. Um, hmm. How about ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> yes! 
Eight zero. Yes, HD. HD. <laughs> I love that you said that. That's so funny. Okay. Um, how about? I, I know hard one. Um. All right, just just give us whatever. Okay. Um, vacuum. Oh, I know that. Oh no, I don't. I, I get Wait. confused with you. The C's and the U's. I think, there's, I think there's a weird U thing, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Wait. I'm writing it multiple times, seeing which one looks right. <laughs> so, I right, think I have it. go first, or just, does Jacqueline go first, because she got the last point? What do you think? I don't know. I guess I'll go first. Let's see. Oh, I think it's V-A-C-C-U-M. No, I wrote it different ways. I don't know which way is right. Okay, but I know sure. which way it is. I have, I have uh, V-A-C-U-U-M. Yes. Very good. Yes. All right, last that one. That was one last of the three one. options I picked. <laughs> okay. So this is the tiebreaker, isn't it? Okay. Okay, so for this one, it's going to be... Aha. Fabulous. Okay, I can do that. No, I can't. <laughs> but you are. It looks wrong when I'm writing it. Alright, I, I think I have this one. Who gets to go? Yeah, I know. Okay. Or how about we both say it, and then you don't say if we're right or wrong, and then who's ever right is the winner. Okay. Okay. But if you're if you're both right, I'll give you one more. Okay. Okay. Wait at the same time. That's gonna be hard to. No, like you just go, <laughs> then I go, and then she'll say who's okay. right. Or All right. F A B U L O U S. Oh no, I did F A B U L O S. I did O U S. Right. I did O. Oh, I did first. I did F A B U L O U S. I am the best worst speller in the world. Erica's right. That Eric got that right. Carolyn, thank you for being the, <laughs> the, uh, the spelling bee. The, is this the first? The first? Yes. She, this is the, the first, first ADHD rewrite the first, spelling bee. The first worst ADHD <laughs> The first worst ADHD spelling bee winner. Is there... Does that make you the worst? Is that like, like the, the last place champion kind of idea? I don't know. But we do have to wrap this up. So, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being a guest. Carolyn, thanks for coming on at the last minute. This was fun. <laughs> Jacqueline, okay, I thought... I'm going to hang up. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and that was fun. That Never done that before. Um, so, I'm just waiting for Carolyn to hang up. It's I'm weird. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird seeing her on video because I never see her on video. We That's only funny. do FaceTime audio. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick her out. Let's see. Um, remove. Okay. So thank you again. Um, let people know where where can they reach you if you want if uh, if you even want people to reach out to you. Oh no, for sure. Okay. People people often like are like, should I talk to her? I'm a very open person that's willing to share 
and stuff. But um, I'm on Facebook, Jacqueline Atkins. You'll see my name in the write-up. Otherwise, um, my email is Jacqueline.Atkins at iCloud.com. Um, and my Facebook, I mean, my uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is Gagalooch. I'm a Lady Gaga fan. So it's G-A-G-A-L-O-O-C-H. It's sort of ironic that you have a Twitter <laughs> handle. That's, that might be hard to spell. Uh, <laughs> well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for sharing your stories, your, your tips and strategies that you're using with college. And um, I really appreciate you, you coming on and spending the hour with us. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll see you in the community. Okay. Thanks. Right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of ADHD Rewired. And if you're new to the show, welcome to ADHD Rewired. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. You can see a full outline of this and all other episodes with all the links and other resources mentioned during this interview at ADHDrewired.com. Help support this podcast by checking out my sponsors. I use Zoom video conferencing nearly every day, and so can you. Go free or go pro. But please, go to erictibbers.com slash Zoom so they know that I sent you. And you can get a free audiobook from Audible at erictibbers.com slash Audible. And next time you shop Amazon, use the Amazon search portal at ADHDrewired.com. A small percentage of your purchase will go to support this show. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. You can also support this podcast by leaving an honest rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher. This really helps other people find this show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't just be a passive listener, be an active member of the ADHD Rewired community. We are on Facebook. You can like our page, but please submit your request to join our free and growing community. And don't forget to check your other inbox because I screen everybody before they come into our community. Looking for a coach? If you're still listening at this point and you answered yes, come to my website at ADHDrewired.com and schedule your free 20-minute consultation or call me at 224-993-9450. Is your school, business, or organization hiring speakers? I provide fun and engaging presentations full of practical solutions that both educate and entertain. Hire me for your next professional development day or corporate training event. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash talks. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.